0: Welcome to the Psych Central Show, where each episode presents an in-depth look at issues from the fields of psychology and mental health, with your host, Gabe Howard, and featuring Vincent M. Wales.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Psych Central Show podcast. With me, as always, is Vincent M. Wales. How you doing, Vince? Doing good. How are you? Very well, thank you. So 2016 has has been a bit of a banner year for celebrity deaths, and one of the ones at the end that kind of took the mental health community by surprise was, of course, Carrie Fisher. For those Mm -hmm. that don't know, uh, Carrie Fisher was Princess Leia, which is probably her most...
2: really think there are people who don't know that? (laughs) Really?
1: We like to make people informed here on uh, our podcast, but of course, while everybody... I agree with you, Vin. While everybody knows that Carrie Fisher was Princess Leia, what a lot of people are unaware of is what exactly she meant to the mental health community. Mm -hmm. She was a very ardent supporter of legislation to help people with both mental illness and addiction and spent probably the last 20 years of her life doing a lot with it. Yes, she did. Arguably, she was one of the first peer supporters, only of course on a on a large scale.
2: Yeah. On a level that most of us will never reach. Yes.
1: So there's many, many things to say about this. First, I want to say I I loved Carrie Fisher and I I loved her for many reasons. And of course the biggest one is because eight year old Gabe saw Carrie Fisher in a gold bikini. So (laughs) plus my family loved, loved Star Wars so you know Carrie Fisher was already an icon in my mind she she will always be Princess Leia to me but you know then mm-hmm. you know Star Wars ebbs and flows we're, we're gonna forget about Jar Jar Binks for a minute uh, and you just kind of forget about it and then I was reintroduced to Princess Leia Carrie Fisher when I saw Wishful Drinking and I first saw it on HBO and then I saw it again live when she came to my town and it was amazing
2: yeah, I never saw the uh, the show, but I I, I read the book. And it was pretty pretty awesome. She really put a, a very human face on things, but she also included her her characteristic wit and intelligence, which is sorely needed, I think, a lot in in our community.
1: Mental health advocacy sort of has you know many I, I'm I'm doing air quotes has many problems. <laughs> uh, we obviously need famous people to speak out on it. But sometimes, you know, famous people don't do us any favors. They make it almost sound like quirky or desirable. They sort of, you know, oh, I'm I'm a really great musician because of this, you know, mental illness. And we sort of know how mental illness sort of falls into this, you know, suffering artist kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So even though I'm glad that that many, many, many famous people speak on it, I also think that they are inadvertently misleading the public. Carrie Fisher was different in this regard. I thought that she was actually educating the public very well.
2: I do too. I do too. And, you know, when you can educate and entertain simultaneously, I mean, that's just a win-win all around.
1: She she stole my idea. I, I, I Well, okay, I stole Disney's idea, and then she stole my idea, even though she was famous and did it before me. That's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: that's what All right.
1: (laughs) So one of the more interesting stories that Carrie Fisher told along the way, and and I'm not going to do it any justice. So, uh, you know, please Google Carrie Fisher wishful drinking, uh, Google Carrie Fisher mental health advocacy. But uh, Carrie Fisher, uh, for those that don't know, was once married to Paul Simon of Simon and Garfunkel fame. And she talked about a a horrible argument that the two of them got into. Uh, She said that she was drinking. She said it might have been under the influence of drugs. And it it was a fascinating story about Carrie Fisher fighting with Paul Simon. I I mean, you you can see the intrigue in that. And and after you're kind of leaning in to hear about these two famous, multi-millionaire, incredibly talented people fighting, she stripped all that away and said, look, at the end of the day, what you had was a drug-addicted, alcoholic, untreated person with bipolar disorder making her husband's life miserable. And it was sort of an aha. You could, you could visibly see the audience just kind of be like, oh, like it was just sort of irrelevant that they were famous. It was irrelevant the money. Right. And that sort of power is, is probably going to be difficult to recreate in the future.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A, not a lot of celebrities in in my opinion have the kind of willingness to, to admit with brutal honesty all of their flaws and, and everything like, like Carrie did.
1: Carrie Fisher was unique. In a way, she wasn't the typical mental health advocate but I think that was part of her magic because at the end of the day she was a typical mental health advocate and by that I mean she used her life story to educate people about mental illness, addiction, trauma issues and and of course her specifically bipolar disorder and that's what we're all doing just most of us weren't born to hollywood royalty
2: right yeah that's true
1: and most of us don't have the audience that she had so vin i know that you read the book Uh, i did not read the book i saw the show i'm more of a sit in the audience kind of guy you're more of a read a book kind of guy sum up the book for us
2: my understanding is that the book is very, very much like her, her live show, practically a, you know, a perfect transcript of it. Um, you know, and Carrie was, was an actress. So she, she's used to memorizing things. I have a feeling that there's very little difference between the two. It was very entertaining, of course. Um, opening as well with, uh, with the revelations about, as you just said, stories of, of her personal life. Um, and there was an awful lot that was not related to uh, her mental illness, too. I mean, there were stories from her childhood and about her mother and, and father and all of that. It, it was, you know, in some senses, it was um, what you would expect from, you know, a, a Hollywood confessional sort of thing. But again, it, this is Carrie we're talking about, and, and she just had a way of, of making everything seem a little bit above and beyond what, what is expected.
1: One of the more fascinating parts about Carrie Fisher in, in my mind is that you and I are sitting here talking about her like, like she was our buddy, like we hung out with her. She sort of had this genuineness on stage, which, hey, listen, she was an actress. So so maybe she was fooling us all. Maybe she couldn't relate to us at all. But if even if that's the case, I, I still like her for that because she figured out that this is how people related to her and, and she gave the people what they needed. I, I'd like to believe, probably the same as you, that she wasn't acting at all, that she was just, mm-hmm. she was just well, that.
2: Well, you know, a lot of her, a lot of her stuff is autobiographical. I mean, she, she wrote four novels. Um, and the, the first one, Postcards from the Edge, was later made into a film starring Meryl Streep. And it was very much uh, autobiographical. And her final novel, The Best Awful, was a, a sort of sequel to that. So, you know, again, she did put a lot of her real life, uh, her real personality into, into works, even when they were fiction.
1: Very cool. I, another, another thing that I really like about Carrie Fisher, as far as things that I can relate to is, you know, she was estranged from her mother, uh, for, you know, please fact check this for, for about a decade. So, you know, for a decade, Carrie Fisher didn't talk to Debbie Reynolds. They, Hey, they, they had a mother daughter spat, uh, not sure who was right and who was wrong, but it doesn't matter. I think that people with mental illness and, and, and addiction issues can sort of relate to being estranged from their family. And Carrie Fisher and, to her credit, Debbie Reynolds, both spoke about this somewhat openly. And I think that that has a lot of power. I mean, hey, if famous multimillionaires can get in a fight over something like this, it, it's much more understandable to think that the rest of us are just, we're all human. I uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I would make a call out to anybody listening to this that hasn't talked to their, their family in a while. You know, listen, it's it's not unusual. Your family is not unusual. You you need to find a way to bridge that gap. Uh, and, and understanding is, is probably the way that they did it. Of course, it probably would have been helpful if Carrie Fisher would have told us how she did it. But, you know, she had to have <laughs> some semblance of mystery left. Sure. So switching gears for a moment, one of the things that have sort of cropped up on the Internet, you know, Carrie Fisher was 60 years old. And that, that is young. Uh, that, that is a, that is a young age to pass away. And one of the things that that people have sort of, uh, brought to the surface is that people with mental illness die younger, uh, because they take psychiatric meds or because they have, uh, psychiatric diagnoses, et cetera. Now there, there is plenty of studies out there that, that people that are heavily medicated, regardless of illness, you know, can have liver problems, et cetera. I'm not going to lie though. I, I don't think that Carrie Fisher died because she was taking psychiatric drugs. So I'm interested in your thoughts, Vin, as to how this popped up. Is it just somebody grabbing a hold of her story to use it for their own ends? Is there a lesson to be learned here, or is it fear-mongering?
2: Mm. Well, uh, in, in my reclusive state the past couple of weeks, I did not even know that this had become an issue out there in, in the interwebs, so um, I don't really know. I, I have no response to that, Sorry.
1: As a mental health advocate, and and Vin, you and I have discussed this before, there are people that say, they they misquote the phrase, they say, people with mental health issues, people with mental illness die 25 years younger. Uh, Of course, the correct study is that people with mental illness can die up to 25 years Mm -hmm. younger, and they give a lot of reasons for this. Uh, People with mental illness often drink, people with mental illness often smoke, people with untreated mental illness... uh, you know, take unnecessary risks. Uh, people with untreated mental illness uh, tend to be below the poverty line, which means we're eating potato chips for breakfast. And all of those things roll in. However, there's a, a segment of the population that have sort of landed on this idea that the psychiatric meds are killing us. Mm. Carrie Fisher, of course, was not in that group. She spoke openly about taking psychiatric meds, et cetera, but you can see how when she says, hey, this isn't true, and then she dies young, uh, there's a lot to grasp onto. Now, of course, we can get into a whole discussion about how people use everything to service their own needs, and that's my opinion of what's going on. Sure.
2: Unless you can link the, the medication she was taking to heart attacks, you know, I don't know that they have any any room to talk.
1: I would suspect that too, but, but let's tie this back into, you know, let's, let's make this about Carrie. What do you think that she would say? So, so she's sitting up in the great, you know, Jedi in the sky and she's looking down and she's probably going to say an explicative or two, which, which we can't say on this show. Uh, But what's her answer to this?
2: I think if anything, she would probably say, get your head out of your behind.
1: I think that she would say, get your head out of your behind but in a way that only Carrie Fisher can. So I'm not surprised that, that you're having trouble coming up with something because, hey, if you and I could could speak as eloquently as Carrie Fisher, yeah. you know, we'd be Carrie Fisher. Uh, one of the really cool things that, that happened to me, um, unfortunately, after after Carrie Fisher's passing, is that I got a call from uh, some media outlets to to talk about the impact of Carrie Fisher's passing on the mental health community. I, I said many things. I, I did. I, I said many things that, that you know, are probably the same way that, that everybody feels. But one of the things that I said is that, that Carrie Fisher was unapologetic about having mm-hmm. mental illness, but she was apologetic about the things that she did.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's something that we can all learn from there's a big difference between apologizing for a mistake that you made and apologizing for the thing that led you to do it. Um, you know, I'm sure that there's a billion examples, but I use slipping on the ice. If you rear end somebody's car, you should get out and say, I apologize for rear ending you. You shouldn't get out and say, Hey, I slipped on the ice. That's not much of an apology. Carrie Fisher understood the difference between that. And, and many people in the mental health community understand the difference between that.
2: Yeah. Um, She never used it as an excuse, which, you know, obviously nobody should, but she was, she was very open about that and and would never use, she, she, she took ownership, in other words.
1: I think that her taking ownership is what made her life better. Uh, Don't get me wrong, being famous and having millions of millions of dollars and a worldwide fan base didn't hurt her. But when we look at her in just her human form, you you know, Carrie Fisher, above all else, is just a person and she's a person with an illness. And we've certainly seen famous people succumb to, you, you know, addiction and mental illness. I mean, we can name off of a lot of famous people that their fame and their millions did not prevent them from dying by suicide. So we have to give it to her. You know, there's this this knee-jerk reaction that, well, yeah, she beat mental illness and addiction. She's rich. Yeah, there's there's plenty of examples of those same rich and famous people that didn't. Yep. So Carrie Fisher taking responsibility allowed her to go far. And I think that's a good message. In fact, I know it's a good message. It's it's the same message that I would say. We have to take ownership of mental illness and addiction, or we can't possibly begin uh to, to get through to the other side. It's a it's a difficult and soul sucking journey (laughs) (laughs) that it is. Okay. Listen, so, you know, Carrie Fisher was, you know, one of the last casualties of 2016, a year that, that many people uh, believe just took everybody. I, I believe one of the best Facebook jokes that I saw is at some point, we're going to have to acknowledge that David Bowie is starting an alternate universe and and <laughs> self-selecting very, people.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we should mention, too, that, you know, Carrie's mother passed the very next day, which was kind of a shock that... That was the last one for me. It's like, you know what? I'm going to just stay in a hole for the rest of the week.
1: The interesting thing about that is it, a lot of people said that Carrie Fisher would immediately say, wow, mom, you had to upstage me even <laughs> in my passing. <laughs> and it, it, strangely, nobody thought that was offensive because I, I, I think she's right. I, I think that if Carrie Fisher were hanging around, she would have completely made that joke. And and I think, she uh, I think Debbie Reynolds you know. would have completely laughed and, mm-hmm. uh, y- you know, we all kind of deserve a family like this, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, Carrie Fisher's advocacy, you know, will continue in, in the way of, you know, her books are still out there. Uh, you can see Wishful Drinking, uh, I believe on HBO On Demand right mm-hmm. now, I believe it's there. With Carrie Fisher's passing, a, a big void is left in the mental health community. As with anything, she is slowly going to fade away and become a footnote in history. And those of us that are left, we're gonna have to find a way to fill what is what is a large void. What can all of us do? what can mm. what can us little people do <laughs> well i think
2: mainly it's just using her example as an inspiration for what we do with our own lives i'm not saying that everybody with mental illness must become an advocate obviously no uh, that's that's too much to expect and some people are utterly incapable of doing so but those who can should give some serious thought to to voicing things instead of just keeping them to themselves it, it, it helps so much. I mean, even, even before, you know, we started doing a podcast and, and all of that. And when you were just, for example, starting out with your blogging, I know you got emails from people, you know, just thanking you for, for just saying the words. It's, it's amazing how, how something seemingly little can, can help people so much.
1: Obviously, Vin, we are nowhere as big as Carrie Fisher, but we're doing our part. So, you know, four months ago when we started this, we were still nowhere as big as Carrie Fisher, but we found our place in the world and we get lots of positive feedback on the show and we're thankful for all of our listeners. So it really does show you that just because Carrie Fisher existed doesn't mean that that the, the quote unquote little people can't. Just because somebody right. does it bigger doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. So get out there and and you know, spread the word. We need more positive conversations surrounding mental illness, mental health, addiction. We need to show people that there is in fact light at the end of the tunnel. All right. Thanks everybody. And we will see you next week on the Psych Central show.
2: And may the force be with you.
0: Psychcentral.com is the internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website. Psych Central is overseen by Dr. John Grohall a mental health expert and one of the pioneering leaders in online mental health. Our host, Gabe Howard, is a professional speaker, award-winning writer, and mental health advocate. You can find more information on Gabe and his work at GabeHoward.com. Vincent M. Wales is an award-winning speculative fiction novelist and suicide prevention crisis counselor. You can find more information on Vincent at vincentmwales.com. If you have feedback about the show, please email talkback at psychcentral.com.